Welcome to Into the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, as you know, I have been asked, I have been requested to do a series of broadcasts about how to divorce-proof your marriage. And I want to do a quick recap on that, but I want everybody to know that I believe, I in faith, I believe that we are going to see miracles, miracles for those who are are waiting in anticipation for the blessings of Daddy God Uavi, from the blessings of Lord God Christ Jesus, from the blessings from Lord God Holy Spirit. We are going to see miracles and blessings this month. This month. So be on the lookout for unprecedented blessings this month. Even in the COVID nineteen time of 2020. Now, back to our recap, back to the micro spiral of the how to divorce proof your marriage. Fundamental thing is that, number one, you have an enemy. His name is Satan, and he's out to destroy your marriage because your marriage is the actual explicit image of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's the image of God itself. So, He's after your marriage and he'll do anything and everything to destroy it because of his hatred for mankind and his hatred for what? God, right? The other thing is that when you're dating, you're dating your representative. Yes, you're dating someone who's on their very best, best behavior. They're looking good. They're smelling good. All the wonderful things are happening during the dating stage. They're trying to get you to fall in love with them. So you need to be aware that you should date someone where you see all the seasons, the highs and the lows, and see how they respond to those highs and lows. Also, Take a look at the family history, too. That'll tell you something also about your individual that you're thinking about what? Marrying. And of course, there are four laws of love. The law of priority. Always putting your marriage first. The law of pursuit. Pursuing your spouse just like you pursued them when you were dating. The law of partnership. You are co-heirs. You are equal partners. You should operate like equal partners. Although you you do have different roles and responsibilities. But it doesn't diminish one person over the other. And then last, the law of purity. The four P's. Right? Prioritize, pursuit, partnership, and purity. Also, God has given us something to, to heal the woundings because this is spiritual warfare out there. Your marriage is going to be under attack. The enemy is going to have you, if he can, in deception. He's going to fill your mind up with all sorts of thoughts about your spouse that are probably not true. Right. And so deception is on on rampant. Right. And also you are you've got to 
understand that other people, such as your even your children, your family, wants their needs met and will, in some cases, manipulate you, deceive you in order to get it so that and it impacts your marriage. So guess what? You you have to understand supernatural sex, which is uh, something that you can have in marriage where you bond, you bond together in the spirit. You bond together in the in the soul realm and you bond together in the body. Right. So that is where you have explosive supernatural sex and that helps heal the marriage and it also Bonds the husband and wife so that they cannot be separated. And guess what? Sex gets better as you get older. Just letting you know. So here we go. So you have these things, these things that God has given us to assure that you have a divorce proof marriage. And why is that so important to God? It's important to God because Marriage is the foundation, is the first governmental institution that God set up for this planet, planet Earth, for this world and this world system. The foundation of civilization is based on marriage and the production of godly seeds, godly children who will go forth into the family, go forth into the community, go forth into the state, the nation, and the world to do great exploits for the kingdom of God. So it is a, it is a very important part of our society. And also, we need to understand that God has laid out the blueprint of having a, a divorce-proof marriage by what? By cleaving to one another. The husband leaves his family and cleaves to his wife. The wife cleaves to her husband. That means that the prioritization of the family, your parents are always going to be honored and taken care of, but your marriage is number one. It's over your family. It's over your children. It is over your job. It is number one, right? So this, but if you handle it properly, all these other areas will be blessed your family will be blessed. Your children will be blessed. Your job will be blessed if you will do it God's way and prioritize your marriage. So you cleave to one another. You are to be fruitful, fruitful by producing children, but also fruitful in other ways. Right. Fruitful. You're to be fruitful. You're supposed to multiply, multiply not only with children, but multiply in other things that God has given you as a couple. Right. And replenish the earth. So that means that the marriage is a part of the mechanism of restoration of planet earth. Restoration in the family. Restoration in the community. Restoration in the state. Restoration in the nation and the world. Marriage is bigger than the individual couples. It's, it's huge. And then we have what? We have subdue. So what does this subdue mean? That means that you have an adversary. You have something that's in rebellion that tries to come after your marriage. But you have the authority. You have the power of God, the authority and power of God to subdue anything and everything that comes against your marriage, comes against your family, your children, your job. 
if you are in alignment, if you are in alignment, right, in your marriage and you want to divorce proof your marriage. So let's talk about something that I think is critical to divorce proofing your marriage, along with the four laws, supernatural sex, understanding that you are dating your representative and all the other wonderful things that I've shared with you um, throughout the various broadcasts. One of the interesting things that happened to me this past Sunday was, of course, we had our prayer walk. We have been doing this now for over a year. We are approaching our 15th prayer walk where we actually walk in, in the Capitol on the first Sunday of every month at 3.30 p.m. And it doesn't take long. And we do a brisk walk back and forth in front of the state Capitol, right? And we are praying. We're praying for people. We're praying for nations. We're praying for our families, our friends. We're praying for the police force. We're praying for our armed force. We're praying for our leadership. We are praying for the United States of America. We are praying for the world. We're praying for the sick. We're praying for the marginalized, the destitute. We are praying, praying against COVID-19. We are praying. And... One of the interesting things um, that happened was I was asked by my pastor, Pastor Stephen Yvonne Dow, to get, come on the platform and announce about the prayer walk, which we have been doing for over a year. And that morning, the Holy Spirit opened up my spirit. The first thing that came out of my spirit when I opened my eyes in my bed that Sunday morning was Edith. The word was faith come by, comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So I said, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And it is impossible to please God without faith. So you have to hear it and you have to hear it and hear the word of God in order to have faith. So what does this have to do with how the divorce proof my marriage or your marriage, right? Okay. So what the other thing that came in my spirit was that the love language, you know, we have love languages and there's a book out there on love languages. And I recommend strongly that you get that book and you read that book because one of the other issues is you need to recognize the love language of your spouse and speak in that language to your spouse. That will help also to divorce proof your marriage. But the love language of Daddy God Yuhevahe, the love language of Yahshua Mashiach Christ Jesus, the love language of Lord God Holy Spirit, Ruha Kadash, is obedience. That's right. God says, if you love me, you will obey my commandments, right? And guess what? God is not going to command you to do anything that's going to be detrimental to you. As a matter of fact, he loves you and he's trying to protect you and he's trying to protect your legacy, protect your holy destiny. OK, so I thought about that and I said, OK, so God's love language is obedience and and it is impossible to love God without it. And one of the things that God says to do when it's about divorce proving your marriage. See, it's see, when God spoke to the Adams, 
the Adams did not have a mother or a father other than, you know, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They didn't have a, a, a natural biological mother and father, yet God spoke to the Adams and he told them that the husband is to leave his family and cleave his father. The husband is to leave the, his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There is no mother and father. The Adams did not have an umbilical cord, guys. They were made in the adult form. They were, God created them as adult. Eve actually was a derivation of Adam, right? So we're getting into genetics when we get into Eve or the female Adam. Okay, so, so, so here we go now. So we have the love language of God is obedience. God has given us some precepts. He's given us some principles. He's given us some commands in regards to marriage and how to divorce prove your marriage. So if you love him, if you love him, you obey him and then you will obey him in divorce proofing your marriage. And guess what? Guess what? God there's a commanded blessing in unity. So if you and your husband are one, that's why you see these power couples, these these great um, men of God, and some men are not great men of God, but they have these awesome wives, and they become these great um, barons of industry, right? Um, I can think of so many, but... These men and women who become these power couples and they're, they're, there's blessings, there are blessings, there are blessings that are attracted to them because guess what? They are obedient in protecting their marriage. And when they are obedient in protecting their marriage, they get the Barak, the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord maketh you rich, enriches you, waxes you rich, waxes you wealthy, makes you wealthy. And daddy guy, you hey vahe, has no toil, no, no toil, no sorrow, no pain, no sweat, no tears to the Barak, the blessing that he's given you, right? And so you get the commanded blessing that comes with unity. You get the Barak, right? And of course, when men and women are, have a lot of wealth and power, it also attracts the entities that are trying to, what are the first thing they're trying to do? They try to what? Sabotage and break up the marriage because there's a commanded blessing in the marriage. The man is blessed. He gets, he's highly favored when he gets married, right? So... <laughs> and the woman gets blessed as well, and the children are blessed. Right. So what happens when you get wealth and power and your marriage is prosperous? The enemy comes in and he tries to attack what? The marriage. You you got somebody that's attracted to your wealth, attracted to your power, right? And so they they want you. But they don't understand. If they get you, they won't get the blessing. They don't get... <laughs> They don't get the blessing. Matter of fact, they get some other things they don't want, right? So God has set up the marriage. If 
if people will obey, and that and by obeying that means you love him, and he already loves you. God, God loves us, and he loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son, Christ Jesus, to die for us because we were incapable of saving ourselves. And if he hadn't done this, we would all die and go straight to hell. We all live. Nobody dies as far as spiritually. No, the physical body, but the spirit, it lives forever. So it's just about where, you, where your spirit is going to reside. Is it going to reside in heaven or is it going to reside in hell? I mean, that's, that's just the bottom line. It's not no, no third option, right? So, so what ends up happening is, is that when we obey God in regards to the, the four laws, uh, understanding about supernatural sex, um, guarding and protecting your marriage at all costs, not putting anything above your marriage, right? And people say, well, what about God? Yeah, well, well, what about God? God is asking you to place a priority on your marriage. One of the problems that a lot of ministers have had, and they were great ministers, was that they did not take care of their children. They did not take care of their wives. They did not, did not take care of their families. And one of the rules that God had in building the church for leadership in the church was that you had to be able to manage your household. Right? So you have to manage your household. And you have to be a father, a husband of integrity, a father of integrity, a wife of integrity, a mother of integrity, right? So, so this is why it is important that we obey God's word and especially obey God's word in regards to our marriage. And the forces are going to come against all four of the what? The laws of love that guard and protect marriage. All four. You will be attacked on all four. And the only way that you can protect your marriage and divorce-proof your marriage is walk in the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. So now we're talking about being saved, and now we're also talking about having the second baptism of the Holy Spirit. She would say, well, what is that, Dr. Davis, the second baptism of the Holy Spirit? The, sec the first baptism of the Holy Spirit is when you get saved. You are drawn by the Holy Spirit to accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So once you accept Jesus the Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are immediately born again. Your spirit is now sealed with the Holy Spirit. That's to protect your spirit, right? So your spirit is sealed by the Holy Spirit and you have not only the, the Holy Spirit with you, but you also have Christ Jesus, right? The Spirit of Christ Jesus, which, and in Christ Jesus is the Spirit of the Father, right? So it's, it's awesome. So 
That's your spirit. Now you have the soul, which is the activity of the mind and the will and the emotions. That's the soul realm has to be transformed. It is not saved. The soul is not saved. It has to be washed with the word of God. You have to read the word, meditate on the word, and obey and be a doer of the word. A lot of people read the word, they meditate on the word, but they don't abide. They are not doers of the word. I have a really good friend that I've just... Um, started having conversations with called Charles. And one of the interesting things about Charles that I like is that he is studying the word of God and he applies it immediately. Now, that's something that I try to do as well. If God gives me a download, if God gives me a new revelation, right? If God gives me a new word, okay, I try to apply it immediately because that's a long time ago. God showed me the word is like a white kernel of a shell or white something and you crack it open and the word is like a bright light that just comes beaming out of it. Like us, oh, just awesome. And so and that is the authority and power of God. So when you obey God's word, especially in the case of divorce proofing your marriage, right, um, you tap into the authority and power of God. Okay? So, we have to read the Word, study the Word, and now let's get into, that's the first baptism, right? So, let's get into the second baptism. So, what is the second baptism? Okay, here we go. The second baptism now is where you are given authority and power of God. Now you're on the road to becoming a disciple of God. And you cannot, you cannot be a disciple of God unless you have the Holy Spirit guiding you into all truth because the Holy Spirit, only the Holy Spirit knows God. He knows all things. The Holy Spirit does. And so he knows all truth. He knows all things. He knows everything about you, everything about your spouse. And so he's going to guide you on exactly how to minister to your spouse, right? He's going to guide you on the, the trap of the enemy that, that's trying to sabotage and destroy your marriage. He's going to show you how to avoid those. He's going to give you revelatory ma uh, knowledge about marriage and revelatory knowledge about your job. Because your job, your income impacts your marriage, your family. I mean, so God is going to take care of you. Right. So so you get the second baptism by requesting and you have to ask for the second baptism of a leader, someone in leadership or someone who is walking with the second. The Holy Spirit um, will will pray over you in some cases or some cases. The whole you can just ask the Holy Spirit to give you the second baptism and you will receive it. Now, one of the things about the, the having. The second baptism, the first baptism is like you drinking a cup of water or a glass of water. But the second baptism is like you being put in the Pacific Ocean, right? And so now we're talking about walking in authority and power, having the fruits of the Spirit, which is more important even than the gifts, because the gifts are given without repentance. So you can have people with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but they're not living the life. They, 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 God is using them for now, right? So you have the fruits of the Spirit, which is wrapped up in that kernel of love, 
Because out of love comes what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, self-control. Against such, there is no law, right? So you have the fruits of the Spirit. And then the other thing that the Holy Spirit gives you is what? He gives you the gifts of the Spirit. Now, the, the gifts of the Spirit have a lot of power and authority in them. The One of the top ones that we all want is wisdom. Wisdom is a principal thing. We want to ask for wisdom, and along with that, we want to ask for what? Understanding. Because wisdom is knowledge, right? Wisdom is actually taking knowledge and applying it. But understanding actually helps you Get the revelation of why it's important that you tithe. Why is it important that you have a divorce-proof marriage? Why is it important to eat healthy and exercise? Why is it important to go to assembly together in the body of Christ? Why is it important to be a person of integrity on your job? Right? Correct? So, we... Basically, um, have the understanding that we need to have the gift, the gift of wisdom, right? And what comes with that, you ask for insight and understanding and knowledge, the spirit of the Lord, the quick understanding and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of might, the spirit of counsel, the discernment of spirits. Oh, all those wonderful things. But wisdom, right? And then the other gift of the spirit is what? Knowledge. Right. And the other gift of the spirit is, um, let's see, you got wisdom, knowledge, and then we have faith. And this is um, this is a different kind of we all get a measure of faith. But this gift of faith is where you I mean, it sometimes gets confused with prophecy, because when you have such, such tremendous faith in God and his word, you just you believe it. Whatever God says is you can speak it and it's done. Right. So the, so it's the gift of um, wisdom, knowledge and faith. And then we have the gift of what? Healing. Right. The gift of miracles. Right. And we also have the gift of what? Prophecy. Right. We have we have discernment of spirits, tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Now, tongues is a very interesting gift and there's a lot of controversy over tongues. I do have a prayer language. I was raised Roman Catholic, so I didn't believe in tongues. But I had a Pentecostal grandmother who did. And when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit back in, I think it was November of 1988, I was on my stair climber working out with my Bible. And all of a sudden I started talking in a prayer language. And so it can be it can be a a heavenly language. It can be um, an unknown language. It can also be a known language. You can you know, don't know Japanese, but all of a sudden you're speaking Japanese or you don't know um, Farsi, but you're speaking Farsi. Um, you don't know Spanish, but you're speaking Spanish. So it's 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 a a language, a prayer language, and it bypasses your mental thoughts and it goes it comes straight from the spirit so what's powerful about speaking in tongues is that you are putting into the atmosphere directives straight from the throne of god and that's a powerful thing 
The word of God is going forth. So there might be someone in Germany or someone over in South America or someone over in Asia, somewhere in China, Korea, somewhere in the world who is in trouble. And God has you going to a prayer language that saves their lives. There was, a, there was an example of this. There was a um, young lady who um, basically God used her in a powerful way and uh, I will talk about her life um, a little bit later but the long and short of the story was that God tapped her user she she went through some horrendous persecution her grand her grandfather was killed her grandmother was killed her, her mother was killed and her father was about to be killed because they all profess to belong to Christ Jesus and um, and so they were they were killed right on the spot when they said they accepted Christ Jesus, their Lord and Savior. And then the father had a breakdown, a nervous breakdown, so they didn't kill him. So um, so the next uh, thing that happened was she went on to go to America and get her degree in medicine and in particular, I uh, think, psychiatry. And she came back um, to the, to China to teach in the, the number one university in China. And um, when they had, um, um, I think it was um, when they had a, a revolution, um, one of the revolutions in China, they came to her classroom because she was a Chinese person who went to the Western schools. So she was persecuted and they beat her terribly and she would have died but there was a african-american female who had just had a little baby her baby was just a few months old in the crib and in the middle of the early in the morning while this young lady this christian in china was almost being beat to death she mabel went in i think her name was mabel she went in um, to the baby started crying she went to the baby as soon as she got to the crib the holy spirit pushed her down and she started praying in tongues for hours and hours and while she was praying in tongues for hours and hours um the the young lady in china said that the blows were hitting her body but she no longer felt them and she survived and lived and later, and that was because God used someone in the United States of America, an African-American female. I believe her name was Mabel, or maybe the lady that was in China was named Mabel. I can't remember whose name is Mabel. But the long and short of it is, is that they came together and it was powerful. I mean, tongues is powerful. You just don't know. Sometimes I'm woken up in the middle of the night or early in the morning and I know I need to pray in tongues. I don't know who needs my help or what God needs to use me for because God and Satan, they both have to have human vessels. Anyway, I want to um, go ahead and close this out and we will get more into the, the gift of obedience and how that helps you to divorce proof your marriage. And so I want to close this um, broadcast with um, Mal, um, with Romans chapter 10 I think it is verse, verse 9 and if you profess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and you believe in your heart and you profess it with your mouth you are saved okay once again thank you for once again joining me on Into the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM Wave 94 
Love.